0: Hello and welcome to the Get Social Connected Leader podcast, where I, Michelle Carville, interview business leaders around the practicalities of how, in this hyper-connected digital age, they are embracing digital technologies to tune in and connect and communicate. You can find all episodes of the podcast, together with show notes, via our website, carvillecreative.co.uk forward slash podcasts. In this episode of the Get Social Connected Leader podcast, I'm delighted to interview Polly Neat. Polly is CEO of Shelter, the housing and homelessness charity. She is a prominent commentator in the media and on platforms as diverse as the Oxford Union and the first Women's March London on housing, social justice, leadership and feminism. She was previously CEO of Women's Aid and before that, Executive Director at Action for Children. Polly is also trustee of Agenda, the Alliance for Women and Girls at Risk. So Polly, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining me this afternoon.
1: It's great to be here. I'm really, um, you know, quite pleased to have been asked. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. So so I thought it would be interesting to talk about how we met, um, because of course, like many people that I interview on the podcast, we haven't physically met, but we met Thanks to social media, and and that's why I, I thought it would be great to get you on the podcast. And that was because it was on Twitter, and you'd put out a question onto Twitter to say, "I'm thinking about Instagram. What does everybody think about Instagram? How are they using Instagram?" Uh, and somebody tagged me in and said, "Maybe you should speak to Michelle about leaders using Instagram and managing." Yes. And and that's kind of how we connected. So, uh, are you on Instagram now, Colly? <laughs> yes, I am. Um, so. Uh, I don't know
1: how well I'm doing it. I shouldn't say that because I'm about to say, if you're listening, please follow me. Um, I am at Polly at Shelter. Um, so I already had a, a private Instagram account mm-hmm. and, and for, for security reasons, because I have had a bit of, um, trouble on social media. I don't, uh, publish any information or pictures about my family <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, So I was using Instagram for that in in private, but I really felt I ought to be doing something on Instagram professionally because uh, it's a much more, uh, it's a different sort of channel. I think it meets, uh, gets hold of young people much better. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's uh, good for kind of a different sort of relationship with, uh, and different communities. So I decided I was going to give it a go professionally. Uh, so that was why I put out the call on Twitter. So I have been, yes. As okay. As at Polly at Shelter. I, yeah. I'm not 100% sure how well I'm doing it. So I'd really value feedback on that.
0: Okay. Um, and, and, and you've been using that relative, I mean, that must be a few months, is it? You've been on
1: there? Yeah. Yeah, just a few months. Yes, that's right. So, and um, like I found on Twitter, actually, I think the first sort of thousand or so followers. Are the slowest to build up. Yeah, you you kind of get over a critical mass, and then I think your followers increase much more quickly. That's certainly my my experience was was like that on Twitter, and so far on Instagram, yeah. um, I have not got very many followers. No, <laughs>
0: yeah. it, it's it's a different it's a different uh, channel, isn't it? You'll you'll notice the differences. So let's go back to just talking a little bit then about when you started using social media? Because, you know, you're the CEO of Shelter. Uh, You've had very um, high-profile jobs in in other uh, organizations as well, uh, leadership roles. So, you know, how long have you actually been a, shall I say, social CEO? Uh, Well,
1: I started using Twitter seriously when I joined Women's Aid the domestic violence charity as CEO. And that was because I felt that uh, I was pretty convinced that joining, that being active on social media would really benefit the organization. That was the main reason. I wanted to give an accessible and uh, authentic face, if you like, to the organization. And I thought that social media was a really good way of doing that. Um, at the time, I thought that uh, the profile of Women's Aid uh, needed to be raised a bit. Yes. Um, I thought social media was a good way to do that. The organisation itself was, was uh, already very active and, and good on social media. Yeah, But it's different. There's a big difference between uh, what an organisation does and that kind of added authenticity and yes. sense of accountability that I think the CEO having a profile on social media has. Um, so I really did it for the benefit, um, genuinely, uh, to benefit Women's Aid initially. And I, I didn't really think that I was actually going to enjoy it very much. I thought I was going to find it a bit of a chore. But actually... <laughs> uh, quite the opposite to that I absolutely grew to love uh, being on Twitter and I still do I really genuinely do enjoy it um, I didn't enjoy it immediately because it takes a while to get in the knack and to kind of integrate it into your working life and your daily life I mean actually I don't know if you do integrate it into your working life in order to be, to be completely honest a bit but I mean yes. it's normally my personal time that I'm using for it but I don't mind because I genuinely really do enjoy it.
0: So tell me, so tell me what you enjoy. I mean, because I'm a big fan of Twitter. Twitter, you know, so many people still say to me, like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, And and for me... Yeah, I know.
1: People say that to me all the time. And I, and oh, doesn't it, you know, really, um, doesn't it get in the way? And how do you find the time? But I've integrated it now completely into my... I I don't really talk about having a work-life balance anyway. I think because work and life aren't two different things to me. So I think about it as my life balance and I try and keep all the things that are important to me in my life in balance. And I don't find incorporating social media into that difficult. I think if I had a more rigid notion of work versus life, Yes. then I probably might feel that uh, social media was impinging on the life half of that, if you like. Yes. But because I don't, I, I'm not sure how, how doable that rigid sense of work versus life is as a CEO anyway. Yeah. And because I don't, I don't feel like that and, and haven't done for many years. Um, I do, that I think that really helps um, yes. with it, you know being happy with social media.
0: Yeah, and it's it's, it's interesting you say that Polly because pretty much that is the same sentiment that's coming through time and time again from the interviews that I've done. I've done about seventeen of these interviews now, and and at each time that work life balance is just totally integrated. You know, you can't you don't switch off at five o'clock as a CEO and go home and it all stops. You know, it's 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 a continuous. It's just no. part, of, part of who and, you are,
1: isn't it? That's right. And also there are things that are important to my life that I integrate during what what would normally be considered the working day. Exactly. So, um, so I mean, I, I, yes, I don't switch off at five o'clock and I'm quite often doing things that might be considered or would be considered work uh, in the evening or uh, before nine o'clock in the morning but and at weekends. But on the other hand, um, you know, I... Um, I quite often take longer to get between meetings because I like to walk and I like to walk and have a think, you know, that's part of how I like to live my life. It's not strictly speaking work. So it works both ways, really.
0: It does. It does. And so coming back then to your love of Twitter, what what was it that you know as you say there you started off thinking okay i'm going to do this because i think it's good for the organization and i want to bring that authenticity which you are 100% right it adds it's a different layer you know you're not doing the promotion that maybe the organization might be doing on their social media feeds but and storytelling necessarily about the brand at large but you are there to validate and to support all of that and to add that layer of authenticity and i think that's a a really lovely blend that you can see happening So what was it that switched you then from, you know, oh, I'm going to do this and I may not enjoy it to this, great, I I love this, I really enjoy it. And what were you getting out of it?
1: Oh, lots of things, Uh, lots and lots of things. So um, one is a sense of solidarity. So um, at the time I was chief exec of Women's Aid which is a feminist organisation. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a role that attracts um, quite a lot of criticism, some reasonable and some quite unpleasant.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, contrary to uh, find that giving me trouble on Twitter, I mean, it does, but I find it relatively easy to ignore that. But yeah. what I did find on Twitter was the solidarity mm-hmm. of um, other women other feminists, um, people who would really expand my knowledge and understanding of the, the topic that I was engaging with. So domestic abuse and the abuse of women, I found, um, a huge education, uh, on Twitter, people Mm. from different countries that I would never have connected with ordinarily and people, um, Working at a local level, so I was very much working at a national level, um, but people working day to day at a local level with victims and survivors of domestic abuse and perpetrators. Um, I just found it incredibly educational and incredibly supportive. And then, uh, so that was one thing. So I guess it's that, that solidarity, that support, expanding my knowledge yeah, and then the other thing was just making some very useful con- contacts. So absolutely, I've um, have uh, ended up bringing funding in to an organisation because of relationships that I've built on Twitter. Yeah, like I can definitely trace actual money back to uh, Twitter. What were initially Twitter contacts? So that's definitely happened. Um, incredibly useful work contact. Um, so just from the, so there's the solidarity, the knowledge, then there's the, the actual useful contacts yeah. for doing the business as it were, which is yeah. really important. And then I guess the other thing is that, um, I genuinely enjoy tweeting. So yes, yes I, so I used to be a journalist okay. and <clears throat> and so maybe that's why. But the the challenge of uh, making something really short but still having an impact is mm. something that I really enjoyed as a journalist, and I really enjoy it on Twitter. In fact, when Twitter increased the character count, yes, I've got used to it now, and I quite like it now. But when they were first doing it, I was completely anti it mm. because I really like the challenge of squeezing. And I don't like using loads and loads of abbreviations. No. I like the idea of squeezing what I want to say into something really concise. And nice. I, I think there's very few things, certainly, um, I, you know, I wouldn't um, rate myself as a great intellectual. So I think there's very few things that I want to say that can't be said in a tweet. And <laughs> um, as you're probably hearing, I can be quite verbose. So it's, really, so it's really good to have the discipline of having to, to say things very concisely.
0: Yeah, I loved it. I, I was totally with you there, Polly. When, when that came out, I was like, what? That almost takes all the fun of having to yeah have to stay as much with less you know because you really have to think about it don't you to get it to get it down and and or just sometimes yeah. it's a bit pithy and, and 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 that was permissible you know with 140 characters whereas when it got to 280 <laughs> it was like whoa. um so yes so i was with yeah. you on that so that's interesting so there was a lot of stuff there i mean not only was it the um y- you know i love the the networking aspect because uh, the, I hear that a lot about the bre- and I know from my own activity, the breadth of knowledge, being able to broaden your view on a topic is, is really fantastic. And, be, and, and again, uh, you're operating at a national level, to actually hear what's really going on at a local level and down on the ground can be really <laughs> insightful.
1: Yeah And I still find that now at shelter. so
0: yes. shelter is
1: a, is a very different organization from mm-hmm. Women's Aid. Um, uh, so in some ways, I actually feel I need Twitter less. So the solidarity aspect, mm-hmm. which was incredibly important to me at Women's Aid. So I still really, uh, I'm still very much a, a public feminist and very proud of that. Um, well, you're just um
0: Agency Alliance, aren't you as well? Agenda, 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 alliance. Yeah. agenda, yeah, agenda alliance, yes,
1: yes. So I still, I still oh. find that feminist solidarity very um, enjoyable, mm. but I'm less dependent on it than I was when I was kind of, I felt kind of a bit, um, can sit constantly sort of under attack on that front. Yes. Um, so I probably feel less uh, emotionally attached to Twitter. That hasn't actually occurred to me till Mm. just that minute, just a minute ago. Okay. (laughs) But I actually do feel less emotionally attached to Twitter than I did um, when I was at Women's Aid. But it's still, um, all the other benefits are still very much there for me at Shelter. I very much enjoy, when I have a chance, I very much enjoy blogging. So um, uh, again, I do a bit less of that at Shelter because I've got a much bigger team around me. Yes. But I still do a bit, and I enjoy that. And Twitter's obviously a good way of kind of getting that out and about. Um, it's quite difficult to draw attention to to blogs if you don't tweet them. It is. So, yeah. I don't know quite what you're going to do with them otherwise, really. <laughs> Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. Well, yes, Instagram. Well, those links. Let, oh, the links are really. problematic, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the really annoying things about Instagram, actually. It is. Um yeah, I find that very frustrating. And I can't be, to be honest, I can't be bothered to keep changing the... Li- to link in the bio. Yeah. yeah. I haven't got into doing that because I can't be bothered with that.
0: Um, I, think, I think they're going to change yeah. it. Watch this space, but I've just got a feeling they're going to have to do something. It can't just be all about get to 10,000 followers because getting to 10,000 followers, you know, they've realized that there's a lot of... Um, it, it, it's not terribly authentic doing that. So, yeah. um, you know, so it's not about that. So it's it's kind of counterproductive to to push that. And I think they've recognised that. So I think we're going to see that change, but let's see.
1: Oh, I really hope you're right. Because yeah. that would make me a much bigger fan of Instagram exactly. as a platform. Yeah. Definitely. It's one of the big drawbacks of it. And so, yeah, so I really like that about Twitter. And, you know, oh, the articles that... Um, I've read that I would not otherwise have read. And people I've discovered on Twitter um, met a lot of it through being a feminist. Um, yes. But, you know, some fantastic American feminists, for example, that I, I very much doubt I would have discovered was it not for social media. Um, and have, so that's been brilliant.
0: Yeah, and, and so the networking is really... I hear that, you know, it really, they really are social networking networks and they're great for networking. I've connected and met, uh, you know, you've connected and met and it, it really can lead to, as you've said in your case, funding, new business development, new business relationships. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, they, they absolutely do. Have you, this has happened to me quite a lot over the years now, that I've met people via Twitter that has then turned into something where we've met and we've done business offline. You know, oh, so yeah. you, you've met on Twitter, you've made those connections. And then it becomes just as you would in the traditional business networking sense. It's, it's become a very, it's, it's become a good relationship offline.
1: Oh, yeah. Or a friendship. Absolutely. Yes.
0: And yeah. I have connected with so um,
1: there's a, a fantastic woman um, who, well, she'll probably listen to this if, we treat, if I tweet it out, but um, it's a fantastic woman who uh, is now my mentor, who I knew many years ago in a completely different world when I was a journalist mm-hmm. and who I reconnected with on Twitter and then thought, oh, wow, I always thought she was really good and I was looking for a mentor and I thought... Actually, do you know what that is? The person I'd really struggled to find somebody yeah. that um, I wanted to mentor me because I specifically didn't want, um, for various reasons that aren't relevant to this podcast, probably. I didn't oh. really want another charity CEO as yes. a mentor, yes, because I had quite a good network anyway yes. of other. So I wanted someone a bit different, and I and I reconnected with this woman on Twitter. And then um, asked her if she would be my mentor. We met up, and she agreed. And she is, Fantastic. and has been for, I think, uh, yeah, a while, like yeah. well over a year. Yeah. So things like that, um, I would never have. Definitely, I would not have reconnected with her were it not for Twitter. And yeah. there's quite a few other people who, like, I've known from the past who then I've found again um, on social media, well, on Twitter specifically. Yes. Um, yeah.
0: It's brilliant. And, and it is. It's great. And, and the, the thing is, is it's, it's almost like if you're on Twitter, it's permission to be connected, isn't it? That's you it. Know,
1: exactly. Because it, it's, it's you're out there.
0: Yeah. 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 You, you're on there. And I think that is the
1: big benefit of not being on private. Yes. Um, I don't really understand it. I mean, unless they've got two accounts. I don't really understand it when somebody who's on Twitter professionally, so like their bio says, I am the, this, you know, this is my job. Yes. Um, and then they're on private. Mm. Because if you're not, I mean, I'm obviously not on private on Twitter. And um, if I, so being in public on Twitter is absolutely giving people permission. Permission to contact you, to tweet it, to at you. Yeah. Um, and you have permission to do the same to them, I feel. And that's it, really helpful, I think.
0: It is. Well, that's the real, it's, it's kind of like, you know, turning up to a networking event with earplugs in, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yes, it's it? exactly. You, you know, it's like, well, I'm here, but I don't really want to speak to anybody or hear what anybody's yeah, got to say. Yeah, it's
1: really quite odd. I yes. mean, I, I get it if it's your personal if it's just you know you just want your friends to follow you I guess exactly yeah but but I do know some people who who are kind of on Twitter professionally and on private, and I find it a bit odd, yeah.
0: They may have been told to be on there and they don't really want to be on there. No, maybe they don't really want to, exactly. They don't really want to. Fair enough, yeah. So, so but given that, you know, your role and um, your role now and your previous role and how you've been using social media and the benefits that you've seen around connecting, around uh, insights, around learning, uh, around all of those, those aspects... There was a tweet that just came up just before this interview, uh, which I tagged you in actually, yes. to say, you know, oh, I'll ask Polly about this. That somebody had put a tweet out saying, saying that CEOs these days that aren't really tuned in to social media and Twitter uh, are, are really quite. Mm-hmm. Big. Oh, can you hear me? Have we
1: lost you? Hello. Hello.
0: So given that you have found Twitter and social media to be a really useful tool for connecting for learning uh, for broadening that education uh, connecting with all sorts of people that you wouldn't ordinarily have been able to how there was a, there was a tweet that just went out earlier that I actually tagged you in on around uh, a CEO stating that if CEOs aren't on social media and Twitter these days
1: they are ignorant. What's your view about that? Well, I think (laughs) ignorance is a bit harsh, isn't it? Um, I I do think they're missing out, though, definitely. Um, And I think their organisation or company uh, or whatever is missing out as well. Um, So I guess I would agree that it's part of the job and I, I feel a responsibility now. Uh, In 2019, as a CEO, I think uh, you do have a responsibility, probably. Um, And it might feel a bit exposing. I can understand. So I have experienced um, trolling and sort of unpleasantness. I think um, I'm quite a resilient individual. So, Mm. So I can understand people in some jobs not wanting to do it. But I think if you're not in one of those positions, uh, and I, I think you do have to deal with people who don't like you, and uh, yeah, I think you need to, to um, yeah, I, th- I think you need to be able to deal with that probably, in most jobs, in most situations. Mm. Um, so I would say, yes, probably it is the responsibility of a CEO nowadays to do it.
0: And I suppose, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, about leadership now and and especially with digital being, uh, you know, there's an expectation, isn't there? I mean, there certainly is for me yeah. now because of Twitter. I expect to be able to contact the What's CEO who? of, of whoever and, and I expect them to respond. And and it's yeah. almost like, you know, rude if they don't. You know, there is there yeah. is this kind of consumer expectation that, well, well, why would yeah. you answer me? And, and so beyond there being a lot of rich insights and a lot of, as you say, that man on the ground learning that you can actually really hear and see what's going on. And there are insights to be gleaned from the coalface uh, and from the discussions that are happening around and, and you are part of those discussions. There's also that element of the expectation that, well, it's just kind of expected that people don't put yeah. the CEOs up in an ivory tower anymore, do they?
1: Yeah, no. So I think, um, so that's quite an interesting one. So I think if somebody uh, contacts me on Twitter politely, yes, then yes, I do feel uh, I should respond. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, and I pretty much always do. I think when somebody then is asking you to follow them so you can, so they can DM you and they then ask for your contact details or email address, I find that a bit of a gray area. Mm-hmm. So um, normally I do actually follow people back if they ask nicely. And then if they then DM me, I shouldn't be saying this because it might happen more, which is what I'm just about <laughs> to get, what I'm about to get onto. So the problem I then have is, is people ask my email address. I then give them my email address over DM. So don't do it over. No, uh, no, no. Actually over Twitter. Um, <clears throat> although it's not difficult to find someone's email address. It is these days, it. no. No. Um, but um, the problem is that I, I do have a limited time to respond of to gosh, emails yes. that I get from actual, that are actually kind of directly related to work. Yes. So, um, so that is a bit of a tricky one. And I don't think people necessarily have a right to expect no. that if they email me over something that is actually not really relevant to my job... no then I don't think I have a responsibility to respond via my work email address. No. So, so I might give it to them, but then when I then get the email, if it isn't relevant, I may not respond. And yeah. what I definitely won't do is give out my personal email address on Twitter, unless it's to somebody that I, you know, I really want to be in contact exactly. with personally or whatever. Yeah. So, so I think there's a bit of a gray area there. Um, about, but I think it's yeah. I think yeah. it's I think it's
0: also as you picked up on there. You know, it's choice, isn't it? And context. It's, it's yeah. if it's if it makes sense. And I don't think anybody minds about that. You know, I don't think anybody minds that. Oh, I
1: think some people do. Some people might yeah, yeah. But you know, there is <laughs> actually, that. Yeah, yeah,
0: there is that kind of. I think
1: people do mind. I think if people want to contact you and you then demix, actually. Um, being completely blunt, not something you have time to respond to, then I don't think that feels nice for that person. And, uh, you know, I think that is then when that's quite difficult because by being on Twitter and being authentically, so I think um, the person that I represent on Twitter is absolutely me. Yes. So I'm very chatty. Uh, It's not all about work. Uh, I talk about my other interests a bit on Twitter. And um, and, and I, don't, I think if you met me, if you follow me on Twitter and you then meet me, I don't think is, there's any surprise. I think no. that, that is absolutely me. And yes. it's, very, it's very authentically my personality. If you're very authentically you on Twitter and I am, I think, and if you met me, I don't think you, there'd be any surprise if you follow me on Twitter. That is me. Yes. Um, then I think if, you, if someone then wants to email you and you sort of then put up a barrier, as I sometimes have done, uh, then I think that can feel a bit um, difficult for people sometimes and I can understand that
0: yeah do you get support so I mean you said you do all of your tweeting yourself if you get those emails that then you know you've taken it further and somebody's dm'd you and then you know it comes in and you think do you know what this is not something I couldn't deal with or need to deal with do you then just move it along to somebody else within your team do you get support that way or tell me Um, about how you manage all of the you know if it's
1: yeah so if it's relevant for shelter Yes. Not relevant, but not relevant to me. Exactly. Then, yes, I would pr- pass it on. Yeah. If it's relatively easy to respond to, but not relevant to shelter, and I have a bit of time, then I might respond. Okay. Myself in a friendly way. Yeah. Um, if it is not relevant to shelter and not easy to not respond relevant. to, yeah. then I will just probably ignore it. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I, what I don't do is expect my team at Shelter to uh, kind of support my personal presence on social media, social media. Yeah. beyond what is their normal job anyway. Yes. I don't, you know, I don't expect them to handhold me or uh, use their time to kind of help me out, particularly unless. I think it's something that it it is their job to do that, you know. So some things might come up where absolutely uh, it's about something to do with shelter. It's definitely somebody who works in our comms team's job to respond to it, and I will ask yes. them. I would then ask them to respond to it. Yeah. Sometimes it's just not their job, so I don't expect them to do that.
0: Okay. And what would you say? Because, you, you know, you've been doing this for a while now. So what would you say has been your biggest learning so far around being on social media? If somebody said to you, oh, what you what, what's been your biggest learning, you know, from all this stuff that you've been doing so far? What would you say to others?
1: Um, oh, that's quite hard. Um, I,
0: don't I know suppose, is, I, there, is there anything you wish you'd known at the outset that, that, you know, could have or would have made life simpler or easier?
1: That you've picked I mean, to, up? to be honest I don't really find it difficult I think I think one of the things that I would say as a kind of tip if you like yes is to um, allow your you know it's fine to have some clear boundaries and it's a good idea to work out what those boundaries are mm-hmm. so I do have so I ne- I, I never uh, identify members of my family on Twitter. I don't post photographs of my children. That's partly because I have had some abuse on Twitter and I definitely don't want them to have that. So yeah. I don't um, identify my kids. I don't put photos of them or, or, or copy them into tweets or anything yeah. like that. I don't do that. I don't talk much about my partner either on Twitter, actually. Um, And uh yeah, I don't say tweet anything that would uh give away where I live. Nope. So there are some kind of obvious boundaries and then there are some other things that are about, you know, just think about. I think it's quite important to give a flavour of the sort of person you are. Mm -hmm. So some of the things that I like to do in my personal life, particularly so I love cycling, I love rock climbing. I do tweet about those things. Yeah. Um, There are other things that I like to do in my personal life that I don't tweet about. Exactly. So I think there are like, you can just, um, so you can be authentic, but you can still have bits of your life that are off limits. Exactly. And I think it's quite good to, it's good to set out for yourself what those are. But then I also think it's good to set out for yourself. It's good to be flexible about that as well. Yeah. So if you change your mind and you suddenly decide, actually. I am going to tweet about this, then I think it's absolutely fine to, you know, be a bit... So don't feel like you've got to have these rigid rules that you'll never break. I think it's a good idea to keep a constant sense of what your boundaries are. Yeah. Um, But in a kind of flexible way, if that makes sense.
0: So if somebody was starting out then right now, you know, a CEO, a leader who was very unsure and um, tentative about getting started afraid a little bit of messing it up what what would I mean you were you were a journalist previously so you were comfortable yeah, with communication think, you know that yeah. clearly helps what what would you what would you say to them
1: um that boundary thing I think is important yeah. the other thing I do is um I don't read all the replies to my tweets mm-hmm. So. Um, I, yeah, I don't read all my replies because that's usually where the kind of nasty comments are. Mm -hmm. So I don't bother with that. Um, I think tweets are in the moment. I don't think I've got a responsibility to follow up with everyone who applies. Sometimes I do, if it's interesting, I do, but I don't don't even necessarily read them all. Yep. I don't think, so I think it's, uh, oh, the other thing is, when you're starting, you have to follow a lot of people. Mm. And I think one of the things that I found was my timeline just felt completely overwhelming. Whereas now, I, rea- you know, I realised after a bit that it's absolutely, you just skim through your timeline. Like you don't yeah. have to, you know, like yeah. um, if you've got time, read it. If you haven't got time, don't read it. Like. No. You know, and I think you, you follow lots of people and then I can actually remember, this is years ago, but I can remember kind of feeling like, oh my God, I've got this inundation of information. Um, and that's like, you don't have to feel that because it's you don't need to read it all.
0: No, it's kind of like, I always liken it to a bit like, you know, you could go onto the BBC News website and you, there are, hundreds of articles changing every day and you might just read the headlines or the bits that are, you're interested in and maybe spot something of oh you know that that looks yeah. a bit interesting and curious over there but the majority of it you don't read you know you yeah, might just skim right. and read but you don't actually stop and pause and read everything because you just don't have the time or, or it makes you yeah. you're just not you're not particularly interested so right. you know so it is it is I think that's a, a good way of of thinking about it because I think people do get very concerned about um, time and, and there is a lot of pushback on social media you know and I see it a lot on posts where people are all saying yes CEOs need to be doing this yeah but CEOs need to be getting on with the job and this isn't part of the job and we, we need yeah. to be doing more I mean, important that, things it's a time issue yeah
1: so I think that I would push back on so I think it is part of the job yeah um, I think it is a responsibility to give an authentic, personal face to your organisation nowadays. And I think you just basically have to grin and bear it. If you don't like it, you just have to grin and bear it, quite frankly. I do, so, you know, I do think it's responsibility. I, yeah. I think it's, I think it's um, on the time thing, uh, though. I think it, with, it is important to reassure people that with practice, it does become less time-consuming. And also it becomes a lot more enjoyable. So like you can minimize the time and you can enjoy it. So like, you know, it isn't that bad really. (laughs) It's not not only not that bad. It's absolutely, I really, really like it. I really enjoy it.
0: Me too. Me too. So I like to end Polly with some quick fire learn about the leader style questions. It's just kind of right. away from I'll, the topic. Just I'll kind of thought. Yeah, oh yeah, you okay? no, I mean the, the challenge is they're big questions. So it is really the top of the head stuff. So yeah. um are you okay for me to fire these at you?
1: Yeah, I'm okay. I haven't thought about these in advance. So um, yeah,
0: go on then. Don't worry. Just whatever comes to you. So if you could change one thing in the world, what would it be?
1: It would be one thing in the whole
0: world. Yeah. There's probably lots of things you want to change, but if there was just Yeah, one there are. Thing. I mean, yeah.
1: it's like, uh, yeah, God. What would um, be top of your list right now?
0: Top priority? Because the priorities change, but right now. Right now, do you know what
1: I would dismantle the patriarchy because it's actually the cause of a lot more than problems than people think. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, that's that's a priority right now, I'm very topical. And um, <laughs> yeah, and which book, Polly, have you read recently that's inspired you?
1: I only read fiction when I'm on my summer holiday. That's mm. a terrible admission, isn't it?
0: Really, I think it's. Quite commonplace, yeah.
1: And I'm trying to look back, and I'm so senile, I can't even remember what I read on my last summer holiday. Can we come back to that one? We can
0: come back to that. And it can be non-fiction. I'm happy for, you know, it can be, it's whatever book has inspired you. And um, best piece of advice you've ever been given to date?
1: Um, the best piece of advice I've ever been given was do not make self- deprecating remarks when you're public speaking
0: Yes, things like I don't
1: really know much about this, but I'm going to talk about it anyway, or um I'm stuff like that. I still do it by the way, yeah. I mean, yes. I am a woman, after all, you know. But it makes um, me,
0: or a lot of women say, "I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, oh, sorry about that. Oh, sorry, I'm feeling a bit low. Oh, sorry that the thing, thing. yeah, it, it is, and it, it's we do it more than men, definitely. Oh my um, god, yeah, much yeah. more. Yeah, there's a very there's apologetic, you know, uh, approach, and I agree. It's uh, that's a great piece of advice, actually. That self-talk, um, yeah, publicly. Is, uh, is 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 uh, that's a great one to uh, eradicate? So good, I love that. And don't worry about the book if you, if nothing comes to mind. I'm going to think of it in a minute. Okay, I'm going to think of it. Okay. So anything else? So tell us how uh, our listeners can find you then, Polly. What's your handle on Twitter? What's your handle on? You've already mentioned your Instagram is at Polly at Shelter. Is it
1: at Polly at Shelter? Yeah. Yes. And my Twitter is at Polly N one
0: at Polly N four neat neat oh yeah oh yeah that makes yeah. sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah at Polly N one perfect Polly N one so you yeah. can connect with you that way and um and obviously to find out about shelter and the
1: great uh, yeah so shelter is at shelter on uh, Twitter and on Instagram it's at shelter charity. Perfect. Perfect.
0: Great. So, um, it just leaves I me. I still haven't thought of the book. You have thought I of the book? Okay. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Not everybody needs to tell me the book, but um, You can ask me my favourite song or something like that. Favourite song. Give me the favourite song.
1: My favourite song is really easy because it really is my favourite song and it's London Calling by The Clash.
0: Oh, that's a corker. Well, that is fantastic. Maybe I should switch it to songs for the next Because
1: I love London and it's got that bit that goes, I have no fear because I live by the river. And that just like, I do live quite near the river. And that's just like, I love that song.
0: That and it is a great, great song. Great song. That is brilliant. Um, mm, maybe I need to change tact and move from uh, books to songs. I think I think I like that better. It's an easier choice. Though. It is an easier choice, is it? Well, I don't know. Don't know. For me, that would it be is a for, me, and yeah, it's for me. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but, fantastic so Polly it's been an absolute delight thank you so much for being on the podcast loads oh, that's of insights oh right. gosh thanks yeah. for asking me loads of insights and, uh, and I look forward to speaking again on Twitter soon yes thank you You've been listening to the Get Social Connected Leader podcast. Thank you to my guest and indeed, thank you to you for tuning in. Please do feel free to share the podcast with colleagues and friends who you think will enjoy it. And indeed, subscribe to tune in for more episodes. You'll find the podcast on all the usual platforms and all episodes are also on our website, carvelcreativecouk forward slash podcasts. You'll also find some really useful digital and social resources on that site, too. So be sure to check those out. So for now, from me, Michelle Carville, your host on the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in and goodbye. Oh, P.S. If you're a business leader with something to share around digital and social technologies and you're keen to be a guest on the podcast, then I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, michelle at carvelcreative.co.uk.